Beza Hashem Parshus Vayigash Tovshin Pei Alright I apologize in advance if it's a little bit heavy you'll excuse me um, these are just inyanim that we just have to speak out and um, these are lessons that we just have to know so the parasha we've been following last week, this week we've been following exactly what's going on from Yosef's descent down to Mitzrayim how he got there, how he ended up there everything that went on all the nisyonis that Yosef at Sadiq went through in Mitzrayim all the trying times that help us, this man Azer, everything that when Yosef went through, as Yosef leaves the prison, we spoke a little bit about it last week, and now Yosef Batsadik is second in command, the most powerful nation in the world. His brothers, who at this stage don't recognize him, Rashi tells us he left without a bid, now he has a bid. They didn't recognize him. And there they are, the brothers are standing in front of him. Assuming he's a very powerful ruler, and really it's their brother, and Yosef can no longer take it. He can't take the pressure, he can't take the fact that they don't know who he is. He just wants to reveal himself, he just wants them to know. And he sends everyone out of the room, he doesn't want to embarrass anybody. Spoke about this last year the Indian of embarrassing somebody else, how far it goes. And that's where we're holding right now. In the story, Perik Memhei Pasakalif. And the Torah tells us, Vulayachul Yosef, Lisapik Lachal, and it's Savim Olav, Yikpasha couldn't take it. Vayikai Tsir Kal Ishma Olai, everybody should go out. All the generals, you can imagine, when the vice president speaks, there's security, there's people writing everything down, there's a whole entourage there, he sends everyone out. Vulayamad Ish Itai. Here comes the moment of revelation. And the Yosef. It's me. I'm your brother. Yosef. Is our father still alive? The brothers couldn't, didn't know what to say. You, you, you? You're alive. You're Yosef. Here you are. Most powerful man. It's you. They couldn't take it. Can you follow me? Different midrashim, different maimer chazal. They died. They got re back into life. Different mafoshim. Some midrashim say they took out swords. It's all different mahalach. And Yosef assured them, "Don't worry. Come close. It's okay. I am really your brother, Yosef. It's me, long lost brother. You sold me. You wanted to kill me, and here I am." There is a very famous Medrash on this week's parasha, which is a, no question about it, Rabbi Isai, a life changer. This Medrash is a life changer. As long as you learn the Medrash in the right way, it's a total life changer. There's a Medrash in Yalkut. I'll read you just the relevant part that we have to know for today. Very famous Medrash. In fact, any, any of the Svarim that you go through on the parasha give at least six to eight different Pshatim in this Medrash. The Medrash says in Yalkut, Oy lonu miyayim hadin, Oy lonu miyayim hatoychocha. The Medrash says that if the brothers were so scared when it was revealed to them that this was their brother and they were petrified, then what's going to be with us in Yom Hadin? 
And that's what the Medrash says. And it's true that Yosef reveals himself, and it's true that it's a shocking revelation to his brothers. But the question we have to ask ourselves in this Medrash is where was the Toichacha? Toichacha means, as we loosely translate it, rebuke. You rebuke someone, tell him off. Yosef told off his brothers? Not a word. Nowhere do we find in the Torah that Yosef told off his brothers. And he could have done. He had every right to do so. How could you do this to me? No, no, no. That Yosef doesn't do. He could say whatever he wanted. But Yosef doesn't say anything. All he says is, Ani Yosef of And on this the Medrash says, Oy vavoy, look at the Torah, look at the rebuke that Yosef gave. What's going to be with us? How are we going to answer after 120 years of living in this world? If this is what Yosef's brothers went through, what are we going to answer? And once again, the question, where's the Toichacha? Where did Yosef tell them off? Where's the rebuke? Where's the screaming at them saying, how could you have done this to me? Says Rav Chaim Shmuel shot in the Medrash. Unbelievable, you saw it, say. He says, you know what Toichacha is? It's not telling somebody off. Real toichicha is the realization that you've done something wrong. If that's the pshat in the medrash, let's understand what's going on in this week's parasha. Yosef comes along and he announces, it's me! He thought I'm the vice president, I'm your brother, your long lost brother that you sold. Remember those dreams? He used to call me the dreamer, right? I'm the dreamer. Oh, is Yosef the dreamer? All these dreams, and the sun, the moon, the stork, the sheaves are bowing down, all of them to one person. The dreamer, right? No, no. This is me. I'm the ruler of Mitzrayim, second in command to Paroi. I'm not a dreamer. It's real. That everything that I said actually happened. Says the Medrash. If this is how the brothers reacted, they couldn't know what to answer. What are we going to answer after 120 years when we realize our own mistakes in life and how we lived our life? And I want to bring you back to another episode which we once spoke about when the sugya, when Yitzchak realized that his son, Esau, wasn't the tzaddik he thought he was. And the Torah describes in Perech of Zion, Posek Lamadalad, Yitzchak's heart is shaking. He was petrified. Chazal tell us at this stage, when he realized his son Esau was not that tzaddik, right? Chazal tell us, Esau used to say, Hey, Pa, how do you mice a salt? Oh, what a tzaddik. Such a, such a machme. This is beautiful. Look at my son Esau, how wonderful he is. And he realized, no, no, no. Esau isn't that tzaddik. And the Torah tells us that he was more scared now than being on the Mizbeach with his father Avram about to be shechted. What does that mean? You're about to be shechted. You're about to leave the world. Your father is shechting you with a knife. All right, you're a bit scared. But all of a sudden Yitzchak understands that his son Esau isn't the tzaddik. It's even more petrifying than that. What does that mean? Once again, Rukhan Shmuelevitz explains Pshat. That in one swift moment, Yitzchak understood that his entire life, he viewed his son Esau as the big tzaddik. And it wasn't true. His whole life, he'd been a 
assuming that this was his son, that Sadiq Esau, and it wasn't right. The entire life he's been living a lie. This he couldn't take. The moment of realization caused him tremendous trembling. But Rabbi Sayyid goes even deeper than that. Look at the loss of the Possum that I just read to you. In our parasha. Yosef. Yosef says, El Ani Yosef, is our father still... Is that the first thing you say? Oh, by the way, is dad still alive? By the way, anyone that went to the parasha, Yosef knew that he had a father that was alive. Because in the whole sugya, the whole sugya with Binyamin and Yehuda, the whole conversation, and he said, no, you're cocking our youngest child because our father, who's going to go crazy, he already missed one child, he's going to miss another one. No, 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 we can't do that to our father. So you knew he was alive. First question you ask, is our father alive? What's Pshat? That's the question? Is our father alive? Yosef, you know he's alive. What are you asking? And let's take it a step further as well. Asks the Beis Halevi, where's the answer? So the, there was a question. Is our father alive? Go look. The boy said, where's the answer? There is no answer. Nowhere did the brother say, oh by the way, don't worry, dad's alive. So what's, what is going on in this parasha? What's going on? That's the question you ask. Is our father alive? You know he's alive. There's no answer as well. What's the chance? Explains the Levesa Levi, one of the most powerful Yesodas who are boys in our lives. And says the Levesa Levi, Yosef HaTzadik was not asking a question. Yosef HaTzadik was not asking, is my father alive? He was teaching them the lesson of life. He was showing them the stira, the contradiction in their own lives. Oh... You're so worried that your father's going to be upset. If he misses his son Binyamin. He didn't worry you when you sold me. You're so worried about what your father's going to react. If we bring down one of the children to Mitzrayim. It didn't bother you when you sold me. Then you weren't so concerned. Says the Beis Levi. What Yosef was doing was not asking him, is our father alive? He's saying, I'm Yosef. Is our father alive, Really? It bothers you so much. You're living a life of excuses, of contradictions. That's our parasha, Rabbi Isai. That's the message from our parasha. How many of us, Rabbi Isai, let's dig deep into our heart. This message can go down into the core of our very bones. How many times do we live a life of contradiction? How many times do we live a life of a stira, of saying one thing and living another way? I can't get stocker. I haven't got any money. It's too difficult. Oh, but that didn't stop you flying to Miami and going on a Geshmaka vacation. But times are hard. I don't have time for stocker right now. I haven't got any money. Money is tight. What can I do? You realize the contradiction in your own words. You realize the contradiction in your own life. Rebbe, I don't have a cheshek to learn. It's not one of those days today. I'm not into it. I can't sit and learn a toast verse. What do you want from me? I have ADD, ADHD, ADCD, ADDDD. I've got every number in the book. I've got everything. Come on. I can't learn. It's not for me. Oh, really? Because last night, at three o'clock in the morning, we went past your bedroom and we saw you with that 6,000 page book 
that you had no problem. Okay, nowadays, forget the book. You got the screen that you had no problem sitting there for three and a half hours straight. Even there wasn't even a bathroom break in the middle. Wow! All of a sudden, now you have the patience. You have those guys, Rebbe, it's not for me, all this studying, I can't do it. He goes back to college, he goes to university, the guy's learning, studying for college, Yoimon Baloyla. The contradiction in your life. How many of us are living a life of excuses, of contradiction? We say one thing, oh, you know what's going to happen? The Rebbeinu Shalom is going to turn it into your face and say, oh really? Yeah? You couldn't learn. It wasn't for you. Let's see what else you could do. You know, there are people that one particular day in the year, without going into details, one particular day in the year, these people say, Hello, Mamush, Beislavus Kedola. Wow. Hello, with a bracha, Gavaldik. Let's open the video and see what the halal on Hanukkah look like. Oh, baby, it's a Hanukkah every day. Halal, come on. Halal, the whole Chag was Kavur, but Halal. No, but I'm, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not into it today. Oh, the steer in your life. The steer in your world. Gemara is not for me. I can't remember anything. Oh, but you can remember everything else. Every restaurant, every sports player, whatever it is, that you figured out. But the Gemara is not for you. But so how many of us live a life of a steerer? Where we live a life and we say one thing and the Rebbeinu will turn it into you and say, no, no, that's not what happened. The Balatanya was in prison in Russia and he was sitting learning Yom of Eloila and a Yid came to him also in prison there in Russia and he said Rebbe I have a shayla for you we all know that the Rabbani Shalom said to Odom Arishan Ayeko where are you the Torah tells us in Parashas Bereshus Ayeko where are you so he asked the Balatanya is it really shag that the Rabbani Shalom didn't know where they were what's this Ayeko where are you what does that mean so the Balatanya said do you really believe that the Torah wasn't just given then at Har Sinai, but was given for us in every generation that we live in. He said, sure, absolutely, the Torah is, is real. It's for now. It's mamish. We're living the Torah. He said, let me tell you something. Every single day, a bus call goes out and says, Ayeko, where are you? Answer the call. Where are you holding in this world? Where are you holding in your mission that you were sent down to accomplish? Lashon of the Messiah to show him every single person with his mission no it's not for me I'm not into it I'll be into everything else that you can do that you've got patience to do but this no it's not for me Rabbi say you yourself are going to be your own prosecuting attorney you know in Shemayim there's no fifth amendment for all those non-Americans out there the fifth amendment means in America that you can never prosecute yourself. Meaning things that you say or do can never be held against you. In Shomayim it doesn't work that way. Chazal tell us the Gemara in many places, Haidas Baldin. There is no fifth amendment. The Rabbani Shalom will take your taina and hold it against you and say, Oh, an excuse. I have enough money. I had this. I had this health problem. I had this issue. All the problems in the world. Go to the Rambam and Hilchus Time of I'll tell you there's no person who's party. You know why? Because throughout Kalisrael, throughout history, we've had people in every situation and they've managed. That means you can also. But don't live a life of excuses. Don't live a life of excuses because the Rabbi Nishan will use it against you. That's the Teichacha.
Start reprogramming yourself to live in reality. You had a good day, say I had a good day. If you had a bad day, don't blame it on your parents, don't blame it on your Rebbe, don't blame it on your, your, your roommates, your this one, it's his fault, it's because of him, it's because of that, it's because of the cold and the rain and the this and the deer and the... No, no, no. The boy said, it's all down to you. As you said many times, one of the presidents of America had a, net, had a note on his desk, the buck stops here, that's how we have to live. No excuses, because those excuses will fly in our face one day. Rabbi Sain, there was a security guard at the entrance of a particular factory where they made wood, very expensive pieces of wood. And there was a security guard to make sure that nobody took anything. His job was to make sure that nobody smuggled anything out of this very expensive factory. And there's a guy who walked, you may have heard this, there's a guy who walked out of the factory with a wheelbarrow full of sawdust. And the security guard says, excuse me, sir, what are you doing? He says, I'm, I'm leaving to my car. He said, but what have you got there? He says, oh, I have sawdust. Said, why do you have sawdust? He says, well, they, you know, all, all the stuff on the floor that they don't use, they don't need. They anyway burn it at the end of the day. I happen to need it. I'm building something in my house. I happen to need it. He said, let me have a check. He goes through it. Yeah, only sawdust. Okay, bye. So I guess enjoy. The next day, okay, same guy. Wheelbarrow out. He said, what have you got there? Sawdust. Let me check. He starts checking. Day after day, the guy does the same thing. Sudagar can't figure it out. What do you need sawdust for? And eventually he stops checking him. After three weeks of the guy doing the same thing every single day. He said, this is ridiculous. There's no way you need so much sawdust. What are you doing with it? He says, you know what? Scooter guy says to the guy, listen, between me and you, I won't tell anybody. You must be stealing something from this factory. There's no way you need so much sawdust. What are you doing every day with this? What are you stealing between me and you? I won't tell anyone. He says, okay, I'm stealing wheelbarrows. It's an unbelievable thing, but you know, we do the same thing. We take life, and we're busy with the sawdust, we're busy with those small little things, but we forget about the ikka, we forget about the main thing. And that's so many times in our lives, such a thing. Chaim Kaufman brings a story in the Sefer, and he says there was a certain tzibu, that there was a gzeira on the tzibu, tremendous gzeira. They didn't know what to do. So they found one guy. This guy is going to go to the general who's made the Xero issue the terrible decree, and he's going to beg. And he's going to pr- prove his case that the Jews are innocent and they should be spared from this decree. Preparation, they teach him what to say, how to dress, how to look, how to act. That's a whole business. He gets on the train, and he's on his way to this famous, he's got an appointment, he's on his way to this very, very important office building with this very, very famous general, and he's going to plead the case. He knows exactly what to say, how to act, what to do, everything. He gets on the train. He sits down, and there's a grumpy looking fellow opposite him. And they start arguing about opening the window. I want it open, no, I want it closed, I want it open, I want it closed. They get into an argument, the guy starts screaming at him, and he screams at this grumpy guy, such a grumpy old man, what's the matter with you? Get out of here, starts cursing at him, all situation. By the end of the bus, by the end of this train ride, these guys are like almost about fist fights to kill each other. And they part ways, because the bus, the, the stop comes to where they need to get to, and they get off. And this guy is getting more nervous. I'm getting to the building. He starts making sure that everything's okay. His hat, his tie, everything's ready for the big meeting. He gets in the building. He goes up the stairs. He gets to the secretary. He says, my appointment. Yes, I'm on time. And in he goes. Can you imagine the shock and the horror that the man, the general, that his community is waiting for a savior from Yeshua is that man that he's stuck next to on that train? 
that man that he cursed at. Could you imagine the embarrassment? He wants the earth to open up underneath him. How could you, how could you live that way? That's what the Torah is telling us in this week's parasha from Yosef. And that is the lesson to us. We live a life sometimes. We say, no, we can't do this. This is not for us. And the Rebbe says, really? I'm going to check into it. As we said here numerous times, but we have to keep on saying that at the end of time, it's going to be great. I'm going to get up there after 120 years of working in this world, steiging Torah, the mitzvahs, Gemilas chasodim, and you're going to get up there and you're going to say, all right, Yankula, movie time! And down comes the 64-inch screen from Shamayim. Beautiful wide screen. Get out the popcorn, guys. It's movie time. You'll be like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, everybody files in. All your family members, everyone that knows you, everyone that you ever knew, strangers, everybody's sitting there in this huge auditorium. They've all got their popcorn and their skittles, and there they are, they're ready for the showing. And they press play. This was your life. Oh my gosh, everything I ever said, everything I ever looked at, everything I ever did in privacy that I thought nobody was ever looking at, it's all on the screen. And here I am, and the, you know, one of those things in the old days they used to have to shine the spot, the spotlights on you, you're the star of the show, guys. You're the main character. You're the main guy. There's the movie. Everybody's watching. Ooh. Is that going to be embarrassing? And then finally it's over and you're like dripping with sweat. You're like, okay, it's finished. And like, no, no, just hold on a minute. Another showing. Part two! What's this? I did my life already! Like, no, no, no. Now we're going to show you what your life should have been. The reason why you sent you down to the world. Down comes the screen. Guys, start all over again. Play. Oh, how embarrassing. Ashray me is someone that only has one video. Rabbi said that's exactly what the Torah is telling us in this week's parasha. What Yosef was saying was look at the contradiction in your words. Oh, you're so worried about your father, your elderly father. You weren't so worried by me. Says the Medrash, that's what's going to happen to us. And we thought we had every excuse. It's not for me, I couldn't have with Kavana. Me? I'm not one of those guys that davens with Kavana. Oh, really? We're going to check how you do everything else and see if you do that with Kavana. For some reason, that did work. So it's going to work here also. How we're going to feel in that stage. And let me just end with one last idea, one last story. There was a young boy in the 1900s. His name was Chatzko. And he was a flower delivery boy. He used to deliver flowers for people in the shtetl. And all the money that he had at the end of the week, he would take to the boss from all the deliveries. One particular week, he'd go back to the shop. They'd already closed the store for Shabbos Kodesh. He couldn't do anything with the money. He decided, I'll take it with me. I'll give it to him on Sunday morning. He goes to the mikvah. Erev Shabbos, he comes out of the mikvah. He dresses. And he says, oh, the bundle of money is all gone. The money from the entire week. Everything that he'd earned over that week. Everything he was meant to turn into his boss. That's it. Gone. In a moment. Gone. Two minutes in the big fight, it was all gone. Doesn't know what to do. Doesn't know where to turn. He decides, how can I do something that can be lost in an instant, in a moment? And he decided, I'm going to now immerse myself in something that's never lost, and that's Torah. 
He turned himself around, went to yeshiva, started learning Yoimam Veloila. We know him as Rebbe Chatzka Levenstein. He became one of the Gedolei Hadar because he understood it's not about what we get now, it's about what's forever. But boy, said, the message of this week's parasha is a message that hits home in our own lives. That so many times we have excuses. It's because of this. It's because I'm not so clever. I haven't got the ability. I can't manage. Just remember, Rabbi Say, when you get to Shemayim, all of those excuses are going to be turned around to you. And the Rabbi is going to say, let's look at the rest of your life and how you did everything else and see if that excuse is real. Be'ez Hashem, Rabbi Say, we'll learn from this. And the Rabbi Shem will give us a lot of self-esteem tonight.